Hi, Anesu. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, guys. What's wrong? I'm going through it. I'm going. No, I'm going. That, that's... <laughs> yo, 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 yo. I'm going. So much is happening in my life. It's just, just a bit much. And I'm in the weirdest, like, mental space. I will be shame. I'm not going to lie. But... As the, as the wise little girl from Vine once said, I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me. You know? I'm working on that. That's that's basically, you know, the silver lining to my cloud. But um, on a very surface level, I'm all right. I had a good day. Um, like I was saying, I think it was last week or the week before, I'm definitely focused on, um, you know, celebrating the small wins. I'm still getting seven hours of sleep. Like it's about to be a week now of me actually getting seven hours of sleep a night, even on the weekend. Um, today I woke up, I still managed to do my morning workout. So I'm on track with the little habits and the little things I've set for myself. It's good. Um, I haven't measured myself. I think the next time I have to measure myself like is next week to measure like progress or whatever. Cause I told you, I'm not really looking at like the scale it's also my measurements but um the jeans that I wore when we went out on Saturday they're becoming like looser around the waist um I have to like lift them up more stuff like that you know it's, it's small wins small wins but when I did measure myself so because basically I do it every 10 days so the last time I did it last week like I, I started losing like centimeters like everywhere my hips my waist my bust so I'm here you know any little w I can get I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I've stuck to my eating habits, whatever. Like that day we went out was literally like my cheat day. I remember yesterday, I even went back and forth to myself. I'm like, should I do another? And I was even so disciplined. I told Toby, no, because Toby went to get Chinese. I said, no, 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 no. Fine. No, no. And you guys saw me. I posted my salmon and my broccoli. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. How are you? um okay. i love the update actually can i react first <laughs> i love the update um i'm loving you know you sticking to your guns sticking to your um i don't know if these are your new year's resolutions okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love that you're sticking to them um yeah i haven't stuck to mine as well so we're gonna have to do dry february instead of dry january Actually, I'm lying. I've planned how many hours. <laughs> Sorry. But you know what? I think my goal was not always to stop drinking. It was just to reduce my drinking. So, yeah. like, obviously that's arbitrary. But um, I, will feel, I will feel like I get drunker quickly and I think quicker. And I think I'll be fine with that. Um, yeah, I just had a chill week. Actually, I didn't. I was, you know, we don't talk about my weekend. New year, new me. Actually, That's actually, actually, let's circle back. You know, it's the new year. You know, when everyone's circling back to the things said, well, we're circling back. Mm. Saturday, we parted ways. And, and you were hit And what about it? How did you end up where you ended up? What what happened? So about that. Um <laughs> I had to do something, so I had to go somewhere. You had to see a guy about a thing? <laughs> yeah, basically, I had to see, there was a guy who I had to see about a thing. 
and I ended up in Reading. <laughs> and that was, so I didn't even, so after, after Saturday, after we had our brunch, our, not brunch, lunch, I came home, um, I did something, I did something, I did like a few things, I think. And then I had to go to go see a person about doing a thing. And then Sunday, I ended up in Reading. But you know what? I came back home Sunday night. I mean, I'd still been drinking. So um, today, I, I did, today, I did all the things I was meant to do yesterday. So cleaning up, like just like getting accustomed to like tidying up. Like now, um, I'm alone in the flat like for the rest of the week. So it's a bit weird being alone. But you know what? I'm, I think it's also like letting me like settle in and stuff um figure out you know how I like things you know if I'm okay with how certain things are um yeah but it's like a chill like it's a chill thing um I'm excited for February I have a few things like there's a few things that I've seen here or there like a new perfume I want there's um some shoes I want um yeah so I'm hoping that you know the powers that be do certain things to my accounts to make that a possibility but yeah i'm pleasantly ex- excited for february that's good that's good um so sorry someone is trying to call me this is spice someone is trying to call me and then you know how it does cut that up um i like that and i like that you're living life you know one of the few good things courtney kardashian ever said is at least they can say we haven't been living life, you know. I even I even thought you were gonna say, um, when she said my vibe right now is living life. Like that too. Uh, no, but that that's literally the energy you are. For you to have ended up in Reading and back on Sunday. No, 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 no. Your vibe right now is definitely just living life. But anyway, <laughs> guys, we are the Reality Check Podcast. If you didn't know by now. It's a bit late now, but <laughs> yeah, get to know. And if you don't know, now you know. Oh, no. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Leo and this is Yesu. And we are the reality check podcast. Ball. That will never it will never get old. Never. I feel like we could literally be on episode 100 and I will still feel like like burn up the tune <laughs> as in, i'll still be just as excited it's like i feel like i feel like monday is our recording day i mean we used to like, before we had sometimes we would do tuesday you know depending on time constraints but i feel like monday i know every monday my body just kind of like knows that today i'm busy like monday evening i don't schedule any facetimes like i did have a, i do have two people to facetime but Monday is my recording day. Like, I, I'm so sorry, guys, if you're listening to this, but Monday is my recording day, and I was behind, and work was beating my ass, and I had to clean, like, and you know, priorities. I love you guys for priorities. <laughs> um, that's fair. I told you guys last week. Everyone in my life knows. Like, even now, um, when my friend was trying to call me, I was like, "It's Monday, babes. You know, it's Monday." You know it's Monday. Everybody in my life knows it's Monday. If I need to speak to my family, I'll literally call them way before, like just as I like clock off. 
o'clock out of work, sorry, just so that it's out the way, it's done. Anybody else outside of that, you're just going to have to wait until after. If we can wait for tomorrow, it's for tomorrow. But after is like 11 p.m. We're only going to be done at like, we, you know, we only finished like recording basically at 11. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it it, it. it would depend on who it is. And the only person I will say I tend to extend grace to is my friend Jay. And that's because she lives in... Um, America so there's nothing we can do about the time difference so I will try and squeeze in a little bit of time but um and even then like a lot of the time we will speak like throughout the work day when we can where we can even if she's working and like speaking to me laughing about something or venting or vice versa it will literally be like like you know as you're going on through your day so such that if I don't actually speak to her after recording it doesn't feel like I haven't spoken to her at all Mm. um like i said for the most part everybody would just have to wait till the next day because monday is just not your day girls it's not like uh-huh. even earlier today i felt like napping and now i can't nap like anemia will be kicking my ass it doesn't matter if i'm tired from waking up early than doing a workout and then work if i nap i know i'm not sleeping so earlier on today i was like trying have, to force my eyes open have you ever had the thing where you um purposefully don't nap so you're more tired by the end of the day does that make sense like you know you want to nap but you're like no this tired I need to make sure I'm like times two of this tired so when I sleep the sleep is even sweeter so that you're out like a light that's that was literally today I said the sleep tonight is gonna be sweet like you know them ones where it's like 10 30 you're like asleep like you're like someone there was a time I forgot when it, when it was I think I texted someone like nine, let's say nine forty something. He texted me maybe twenty minutes later. <sighs> like, you were up here. I was out, out. I even like I woke up in the middle of the night, and you know, middle of the night is usually three, four, five. You know, this time it was one, and I'm like, hey, I open oh. my phone. I open my phone. I look. I'm like, hey, Shadi. Honestly, I literally I sent that text. It, this sounds like I sent a certain kind of text. I did not send that kind of text, people. It was nine o'clock. I sent a text. I sent a text message. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying something, but I'm not saying what y'all think. I'm probably saying. I was and gonna say it was definitely giving you up vibes, and then you fell asleep at nine. Um, at nine. <laughs> at nine. Guys, who sent you? Who gave us up at nine? Because remember, in uni, there was a time that you busy. No, you up and that happens like honestly after t- 10 10 30, somewhere the threshold is at 10 10 30, not nine guys. What are you doing in the next three hours so that when I go here, come back, I'm not still doing you up. I want everything patterned and in order. I don't know how to say it in English. I'll say it in Swan and then like we hit the gun, like pass by me. Yeah, pass like just yeah. on your way home. Just... Pass by me. I've got, I've got. I've got I've got a little something, something for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not have a little something, something for anyone. I literally tweeted, I ain't been ate like a steak in a minute. So do with that information, but you will. <laughs> it reminds me um, of the, the tweet last week. Which tweet? Did you not see it? First of all, I saw you're the one who retweeted it. What tweet, ma'am? Please. Well, the guys like this in the car. No, y'all misunderstood that tweet. 
Leah? Y'all need to get your minds up gutter. It was, <laughs> no, it was, you hate me. No, it's 7 p.m. You hate me. 10 p.m. That's the one. Don't you? But this week, we're not segueing onto Insecure. We're not segueing sure. onto our newest segment. Um, I'm not sure if you clocked it, but this week, we're adding a new, you know, new, new non-real housewives, non-reality, actually, um, TV show onto our roster, quote-unquote. Um, we're now going to be reviewing Insecure as each episode comes out every week. We're pretty late. Oh, euphoria. Look at you. Insecure is literally like our personality traits. That's that's it. You know, I thought about it when I got when I got home the other day. I'm like, while I was vlogging, while we're out, I'm like, again, we're referencing insecure. I'm like, this is a personality trait at this point. Basically. I'm three percent insecure. Like, you know, <laughs> you know how you're like 70% water, whatever it is. Um, I'm three percent insecure as well. Like that show, like rent-free. I'm just like more, I want to be Molly. Like when I grow up, I want to be Molly. Why, okay. why are you trying for that? Why? You okay, don't I, I just need to survive Molly. You don't want to be successful. You want everyone in your office to hate you and you to feel like you're I want to be successful. Papa, um, even so, in terms of success, she almost fumbled. Remember that time with Torrent? Anyway, we're not, this is an insecure. This don't do insecure. that. Don't do that. We don't want euphoria. Sorry, guys. What I meant to talk about was euphoria. Um, You know, the Emmy, I don't know if Emmy or Oscar, whatever it is, Emmy or Oscar award-winning show. Actually, let me have that fact. Nominated? I know they were nominated. I just don't won. know they won. Zendaya won one. Then there we go. Zendaya. Or well, as she says, <laughs> did you see? Don't this? even. Well, we're not getting into her Zendaya, Tendaya stuff. No, like she was like, she. what she said was strange, if we're being honest. It's like Tendaya, but it's but it's ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. 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 Sit, sit, uh, sit your black ass down. <laughs> like really girl. Really girl. Um where is it? She won an Emmy. She's the youngest winner of the Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. I think that's the only award it has won, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the only like big, like big big award it's won so far. Um, I'm not sure about noms, but uh, well, no, that's not the point we're trying to get to. Um, and so we're gonna start with season two, episode four. Um, which came out, which aired yesterday in America. So yeah, on Sunday. Um, season two, episode four, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think because I'm like, I watched, I actually watched all of season two today. I think I watched all of season two today. And um, there's a tonal, definitely when you were selling season two to me, you said there was a tonal difference between season one and season two. Um, which I felt like there's this subtle differences about season one and season two. Um, season one is generally lighter. Uh, I don't think it's as light. I think when you said it's lighter. Wait, really- season one is lighter. Season two, sorry. Season two oh. is lighter. 
Um, you said season two was lighter, and I think in my head, I kind of put the bar a bit high. I put the bar a bit high, and I'm like, oh, it's probably like really easy watching. It's not easy watching. It's still hard watching. Um, you know, certain storylines na- get get navigated. Maybe you know personal traumas. You know, you never really know. <laughs> but you know. You know what? But I also do think quickly is because. I had some time between when I started season one and then, I mean, finished season one and started season two. I think because you would have finished maybe last, because when I saw you on Saturday, you were saying you had just finished Jules' episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's still a bit, because for me, I also maintain that Jules' episode was the heaviest of season one. Like that one. I, I felt like I needed to weep for 40 days and 40 nights, not even on the basis of I can relate, but I was feeling it deep in my chest. Like that was a lot. Yeah. So I think that could also help to maybe you not feeling like season two is as easy a watch. Like you said, there probably, there could other be, I mean, there could be other reasons, but I generally, I think because season one was all the way here in terms of being heavy. Yeah. Season two, I was just like, oh, Okay, because I think I watched episodes one, one, two, and three back to back. Obviously, I still felt like, yo, yikes, yo, because at the end of the day, it's generally a heavy show, but nowhere near season. Like when I told you when I was watching season one, I had to watch the first two episodes, take a break, as in I'll come back to this tomorrow. The next day, even if I had two or three episodes, I'd have to like watch Euphoria, watch a vlog, or watch my wife and kids then watch euphoria that like i really had to watch something that would take me off take my mind off of the thing so Mm -hmm. i think maybe that's why but go on i guess maybe maybe i overhyped it maybe not overhyped i think maybe i just took your word like for to mean a lot more um than you know what turned out to be because um i think there are still there are still like some triggering aspects of the show and but I think they're handled much, much lighter. There's more, there's more, there, there are more moments of that are light where you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, where um, you know, for example, um the Oklahoma joke, the Oklahoma joke. Cause I kept <laughs> seeing it. I hadn't watched season two yet. And I kept seeing everybody's talking about Oklahoma. I'm like, when did you guys like really get into like, I didn't know what you were talking about. Cause it was like, oh, audition for it was always audition for Oklahoma. And then I searched it, and then the things I found, there was a picture of Harry Styles in like, <laughs> and then there, someone said he looks like he's auditioning for Oklahoma. And then I never got, I never, like all the jokes that have been, that have been bust about Euphoria season two, I never got them fully. I thought I got them, but then when I got all the added context, like Cassie, honestly, most of it has to do with Cassie. I think Cassie is the, Cassie is clearly the breakout star of season two. Mm-hmm. and the meme about her in the bathroom um and maddie is clearly knocking because i wondered does maddie know it's cassie i thought maddie knew it was cassie she didn't <laughs> um her in the bathroom covering her mouth um the outfit the outfit thing where she's trying to be <laughs> maddie <laughs> oh when she when she you mean in the hallway and when maddie's looking at her like wait why are you <laughs> and you can see the confusion in maddie's face she's like because kid, you're dressed like me, but why? Um, some what, like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, there was another. Oh, and then even the Oklahoma thing, and then even the scene where she's like, "I have never been happier." 
been happier. Could have fooled me. Um, but yeah, all is to say there are a lot more moments of I think brevity, and it makes it a much more easier show to watch than maybe last season. I feel like they really did lean into the darkness, and I think it's a style choice. Um, either you know some people like it or they'll miss you know the darkness of season one, or they'll feel like season two is just a bit too light or not even too light but just too different from season one because if that's how you were season one you can't now come and switch it up on me and be like and expect me to continue watching but I think a lot more people are watching it when you see even like how many tweets how many retweets I think I gauge popularity of shows by how many retweets it gets and although like some shows like Real Housewives I just don't think the fans are on Twitter like because when a Real Housewives tweet bangs it's like less than 10k retweets um but I know that like there are millions of people watching Real Housewives. It's just maybe they aren't on Twitter. Um, but with Euphoria, it's like 50, like I've seen 50, 60K um, tweets. But maybe that could just be show you how easy it is to understand some of the jokes that we laugh at about Euphoria. Um, another thing I noticed stylistically was different with season two is now they're showing us backstories for a lot more people than they did initially. So Fez's grandmother, because you, when you see Fez's grandmother, she's in, um, she's in bed. She's, I think, in a medically induced coma or a coma. She's not well, clearly. She doesn't even, like, she's not responsive or anything. And then season two, I loved, like, if they ever wanted to do a Euphoria spinoff, I genuinely think Fez's grandma should be one of, like, the life of Fez's grandma could be one of them. Um, and then even um, Cal... Nate's dad, his life, you know, in the run up. Callan Eric? Derek. Derek. Callan Derek. Mm -hmm. Like that episode was like that episode was so beautiful. But that was it's just nice to see them move out. And I think, yeah, you can say some of the writing does feel a bit, mm, but it is nice to see them, you know, show us the wider cast and how they play into it. But I will still stick to my theory that. Cal's sexuality is the reason why we're all here. Um, all that and drugs, but mostly Cal's sexuality because the stuff with Jules wouldn't have happened. Nate wouldn't be fucked up. Um, just it all kind of starts with Nate and Jules, and it all, it all they are Nate and Jules are the center of it, and then it all kind of Rue. You add Rue. You add Maddie. You add Fez. It all it all kind of just adds up as a result of um these two characters um but yeah those are the differences I noticed about season one two and I'm enjoying season two so far so you are right about that honestly you hit the nail on the head um I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm one of those people who be like oh stylistically da -da -da. I'm not gonna lie yo that's not my bag <laughs> that's more Leo's bag but I definitely, like I was saying to you from before, like you can automatically, I was like the writing and the tone and I guess the style of both of this season was definitely very different. Um, and for me, more so um, in an enjoyable way, not even just so much that it's significantly lighter, we can feel the difference. I, like you said, really like how they are exploring um, a lot of the characters a lot more. And I guess also, I think, I don't remember what episode um, of this podcast was it, 
when we were speaking about it may have been the first or the second like slow burners in shows and you know sometimes you have to be just a little bit patient you know just a little bit wait for things to build up because you know like you said a lot of this show stems from Cal and his you know unexplored or unresolved um sexuality and then like you said the stuff with Jules and then Jules is also feeling like she's in love with Nate but then now there's other characters and then there's Nate and all of these things whereas now they've set the foundation for the show now going into season two like all the little things um like everyone was talking about how cute is it that prior to the season we probably would have just thought okay these people go to school together but you wouldn't have thought that they care enough about each other to have conversations like that moment the Oklahoma one in the bathroom she comes in she calls her Ruru like everyone is talking about how cute that was so you can see there's a, definitely a sense of familiarity there like obviously Ruth um was best friends with Lexi so that also could have added to that but things like that and everyone in the bathroom like everyone was pointing out like taking um being afraid or worried about who like oh, you relapsed like it shows they care it's not like she's just like oh that's what I was, that other girl in our yo in our school who went to rehab and she's back like there's some sort of a relationship and I don't think all of these extra factors were explored in season one so that's probably so far four episodes in what I am enjoying the most even the storyline about Lexi you know writing the story or this play based off of basically her and Cassie's life I do think that for the most part of season one she she wasn't really looked at and explored and it's quite interesting because when you think about it I don't know if they'll get super deep into her character but that is someone who was Ruth's childhood best friend so you would kind of think that a lot more would be shown like find that Rue was different when she was an addict but what would have really happened in the build-up to wow we just aren't really as close as we used to be do you know what I mean like granted in season one they speak about Rue's different like mental health issues and stuff even before the drug addiction but just seeing a little bit more but I think now they're setting it up for we'll understand more such that we know that this is the final season now there isn't going to be a season three however so far, I don't feel like we're going to be left on, ooh, but what happens with this? What happens with this? Like, if we're to be left on a cliffhanger, it's not going to be entirely, like, left field. Like, at least, at the very least, when it comes to the characters, we understood them. The ones that are key characters, like, we now understand Fez and Ashtray. Now, into season two, they've explored Cal and his um childhood. We knew about Nate. Jules, maybe not as much, but still enough to kind of understand how Jules um, would have got to the point that she's at today and then maybe eventually we'll get to Maddie we've explored Cassie and Lexi's um, childhood with their dad and stuff like that so I mean maybe not Maddie's childhood but you know Maddie's like the episode where they talk about the sexualization of Maddie that she thinks she was in she when she I think she lost I want more I mean, yeah, I think there's definitely a bit of background missing on her, but I don't think... What I I was going to say is what I feel like they touched up on was in relation to Nate and what Nate loved about Maddie and wanted so much, like, about Maddie. Mm. Not so much Maddie as a person. You get me? So it was definitely in relation to Nate, like, oh, Nate really loved the fact that she was near, near enough hairless and she was a virgin even though fine they went on to explore that okay she wasn't a virgin and she could see how much Nate so badly wanted this da, da, da. but I kind of felt like a lot of it was centered around Nate and how Nate saw Maddie you know what I mean 
I get you, but I don't think I would want like that every single person's episode is, oh, your family, what's your mom like? What's your dad? Like I'd want them to give it a Maddie, like give Maddie her time and talk about, like, you know how with Lexi, it's the things that are important to Lexi. Um, how Lexi views herself as her sister's sidekick and that she's kind of just a bit more plain. It's 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 a bit more nuanced that way. Um, Kat's mental struggle with mental illness, Kat's um, you know, sexuality, like I feel like everyone is, deserves their own episode and exploring their own themes and not necessarily yeah. just backstory. I mean, obviously, nah, what's his name? Nate has had his, but it was, it was, has had his episode, but it was nice to see how that kind of fed in into his dad's episode and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Just something that sheds more light. Like you said, it doesn't even have to, even if they didn't give me her history, something that just sheds more light. Because for now, I feel like Maddie as a character find you babysit every now and again. You're kind of going back and forth with Nate in terms of you're questioning whether, you know, even in the conversation she was having with Kat, like sometimes it just has to feel right to you. But in the same breath, if you go back to the conversation she had with Cassie, she was like, I don't know in terms of what I want and what's good for me, you know, or do I do I really love him? Or am I just missing him now that he's not here? Or, you know what I mean? Or am I thinking about him more now that I'm alone? Just a little bit more, outside of Nate. Nate and I do understand that you know granted there may be some people who their personality trait becomes their romantic relationship and I can imagine at that age depending on maybe what you would have grown up seeing or where you place your value even as young as 17 18 or mm-hmm. 16 whatever so that generally could be that's just how Maddie is supposed to be as a character that's what she's supposed to represent um but like you said I also don't feel well that's not what you said but touching on to what you said that it doesn't have to be like a backstory an episode whatever I also do feel like Maddie as a character is not someone who if we never got that would feel like ah damn they never gave us this about Maddie like I she plays a part but not enough to the point where I feel like if they never ever gave us that I'd be disappointed I honestly would yeah I think maybe if they explored a lot more of her motivations as you know, where she sees herself, like you can see she likes, there's a certain kind of life she'd like to live when she gets older, and there's a certain kind of woman she'd like to be, and you know, if her episode was devoted to how she plans on getting that, what she plans on doing, um, you know, that would be interesting as well, it wouldn't, I think, going into the past, mm, it can be kind of played out, especially if it's not really relevant, like, um, you know, it does make sense for some people, but not as much. Maybe it wouldn't as much for Maddie. Maybe the maybe her her moment is in the present, the stuff she's going with in Nate, with Nate, that she's now at a crossroads. It's do I stay with this man or and you know, fight for my man, you know, that's my man, I'm gonna stick beside him, or do I, you know, forge a new path and try to see what life is like outside of this guy? Can I make anything of myself? you know, in this, I think it's a small town. I get the vibe that it's set in a small town. Um, do you want to talk more specifically about this episode? Um, yeah, let me, let me find my notes because y'all know I love me a good note, okay? She love her <laughs> Um, I think first of all, Jules and Elliot are both pieces of shit. I mean, more so Jules than Elliot. And I think the reason I will put more of the responsibility on Jules is because 
even you know partner side or whatever that was your best friend and then now you're together and so I also just think it's so so messed up that before she was intrigued or you know whether it be it like you know mentally intrigued by the way this Elliot person was acting or sexually you were very rah 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 jealous because you were like yeah he wants to get with Rue that da, da, da. And the moment you realize you have a chance in the door it was like oh this is fine to me that was that was the in the head putting the head on the nail because you were there saying no Elliot wants you Elliot wants you and it's like I'm like oh girl fine I guess and then you go do that you go hook up with the guy you've just been saying no I think he wants you so it means you want him all along for yourself basically basically and you know what's really messed up about um Jules and the whole Elliot thing is that there were so many different points where she actually could have been like, I'm doing a lot. Let me not do this. From when they were getting faded. Um, in fact, before they even went to steal the beer, for when they were busy playing these little games and she was sucking on his finger and all vice versa. Then they lips, then finally she comes back into the room, you act like nothing happened. Then you decide, oh, Elliot's even joking. I know, Rue leaves the room and you're like, I think she has a crush on you. He's here cracking jokes about how maybe we should all fuck then. You don't really shut it down. You don't shut it down. You kind of entertain it a little bit. Then you start playing little truth or dead. It's almost like to see how far can this go or can this really be a thing? And you know, it will be a completely different situation if this was the thing from the get-go and it was like polyamorous or whatever. That's that's literally not what you're doing. It's also coming from a place of you feel like Rue is not um sexual enough or there's the potential of her being asexual and all of these things. So maybe now... I don't know what, what you're feeling like you're liking sexually or you're now more sexually intrigued in Elliot by the way he speaks, the things he's saying. But it was all sorts of, like I said, there were so many different points. She could have stopped herself. Then they go and steal this alcohol. Then they come back. Fine. She now decides, fine. Rue said what she said. They drop over. She then pulls that little, can I take a shower stunt? I said, Miss Mamos, go home. Go home. She gets into the shower. She asks for a shirt. She switches off her phone. She gets into the bed and then she starts lipsing him. Fine, he then says, obviously, Rue's actually not um, sober. He says whatever he says. And still, she's shook. She's whatever. She says she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't whatever. And she still sleeps with him. And like you said, all of this, when it was him showing more interest in Rue, you are guns blazing. This is a problem. Can't you see that? Da, 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 da. I don't like him. Da, 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 da. Now you're realizing that you're sexually intrigued and he wouldn't mind sleeping with both of you. Now you're like, okay, I gotta put myself first, Lucius. That's what she did. Jules is genuinely putting herself first. And you know what? I was gonna say you can't ha- you can't hate on it, but you actually can because it's at the expense of someone else. At least if you're putting yourself first and it's like, you know what, I'm no longer putting you as number one priority in my life. I'm now putting myself. But no, you are like, there's a cue and I'm about to skip it because I need to get this zip. And um, I'm not going to go so far as to say I think Jules is the villain of this show. Like the other, you know, the, the you know, there's those tweets where it's like the, the way you see, what? The something villain, where do you say the actual villain? 
and then they're like oh, the villain the on villain the show. show and then the actual villain yeah I she's don't... not the actual villain no it's not that um it's not that um bad but i do think hey jules will see like i don't know how to say it but <laughs> she's not i just don't think she's she's just not that girl like i don't know how else to put it for y'all she's just not that girl from the get-go i've just looked at jules actions like you are selfish you have you don't have for someone who says you love um rue you you don't have her best interest at heart yes it is wrong for rue to place her sobriety basically in um jules's hands that is unfair it's an unfair expectation to have because even if um Jules hadn't had that experience with her mother and her mother's sobriety. But at the end of the day, Jules plays around with Rue's heart for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know if she's addicted to Rue's attention. If You know, there are those people who really enjoy other people's attention or certain people's attention. And like they really seem like they can't live without it. And I think that's the kind of relationship Jules has with Rue. Maybe it's because Jules never had her mother. You know, I think Jules as a person, it's not a rude thing. You think? I think as a person, because you know how they explore on the show how she has a high body count. <laughs> yeah, um, even in this episode, how um she wouldn't tell um she wouldn't tell Rue, but she was willing to tell Elliot. I don't know if it was episode four or three. And even Rue was like, What the fuck? You're telling him but not me. And Elliot was even like, Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> no, because I'm confused because obviously we weren't told the number, but like, yeah, and he was even like mortified, and that's why even in episode four he says to her, um, I mean you're like a whore, but like, you, he says I'm like you own it or something like that, hmm. and I'm like guys, even the time Rue before before um Jules revealed the number, Rue was like, oh yeah, because she said like she's fucked a whole lot of men, she's basically like a whore, and she was like oh, Rue, and she was like sorry, I meant to say slut, sorry, right. sorry. And then when Jules now tells Elliot, he's like, that is like, I think one of the things he said, like psychotic numbers, whatever, like basically it's a lot. But going back to the point, I think this is why I was like, I think it's just an acceptance thing. And I don't know if there's a bigger story with that. Like one, there's a thing with her mom, um, possibly with her sexual experience as well. Um, Did she have to feel like, oh, unless I do this, people won't love me because that is um, an issue that's explored a lot when it comes to the trans community. Like remember even with Pose, how Blanca used to tell her house like, yo, when I was young and dizzy, I used to feel like that's the only way I can get these people to love me. Um, Don't do that. You shouldn't place your value in that and stuff. But like, and also when you take into consideration the fact that at the end of the day, they are still in high school. So for everyone, first of all, by, by looking at the show, they're already like really sexually active, right? So for a boy, a teenage boy who's also active and he's now hearing this number and he is like, hmm, you can imagine how it is. And I also think the way she fell in love with Nate, then now there's this interest in Elliot, then there's also Rue. I do think there's something bigger to be explored when it comes to Jules and liking attention and feeling loved and wanted. There's something there. You said it, not me. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I meant that like the stuff with her mom could be what, like that, that knowing that your mom was an addict and knowing that you don't have a good relationship, I think could be what makes her, not imprint, but like 
her it explains a lot of her attraction to Rue and not wanting to see Rue go, but also saying you don't want to see me go, but you do things that will hurt Rue at the end of the day. Um, you don't have seem to have very much care for Rue and her feelings. It's just no, you know Rue is always gonna be there. And I think Rue needs to put herself first, needs to put herself as her sobriety first, because I I do not like to see, I do not like to see it. It it, it hurts me personally. So much. And the thing is, there was a time I was watching, I'm like, do you think Rue can clock? Or is it that she's just like so blown out of her mind that she couldn't possibly someone she was so high this episode, she didn't narrate it. And when I clocked it, I'm like, Rue didn't narrate this episode. And she was high the whole time. She couldn't feel when Jules went down on her. And clearly there's a stylistic choice that Rue has always narrated every episode and, you know, so why not this one she was high out of her mind nah rue was blown bro like she was finished ah! Ah! <laughs> there was that tweet um where someone was like before is funny as hell because everyone be so horny as fucking rue's just like with a blue it <laughs> everybody is trying to get some but you know like everybody's trying to get some and then rue, rue is really on a different planet Everybody, you know, everybody has their little match made in, I won't say heaven. Pass me the drugs. <laughs> we won't say heaven, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> Rue's just like, yeah, pass the bong. Like, like I'm not I'm not here for what everybody else is here for. I'm, you know, I'm not like the rest of those Blacks. I'm, you know, I'm different. And I'm not interested in all of that. But I think um, I was even thinking about this earlier and i was going to tweet it but i decided to keep it for the podcast not since blair and serena i think have i ever have i felt the way i feel about cassie and maddie like they are so different and they say they're friends they clearly hate each other but they say they're friends and you know i'm taking their word for it that they're friends but like they are honestly on the blair versus like remember how back then it was either you were blair or serena and that was it you know, most people were blessed because Serena, hot, yes. hot mess, hot garbage. Yes, mess, mess, mess. But whereas I feel like with Cassie and Maddie, there's a lot less, it's a lot less clear cut because also someone said they're trying to make all the character characters less likable. All the other characters, obviously Nate, we know Nate is terrible, but all the other characters, it's not like, no, you thought you liked Maddie. No, 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 not that girly. Cassie, you don't like her either. So it's interesting to see these two people who aren't really likable, either of them, but you don't know who you want to, you know, who you want to, you know, root for. Yeah, and also because they're going after someone terrible in the first case. So it's like, imagine I want Maddie to win for Nate Jacobs. Lord. But you know what? At least, and this is something, it, it shouldn't be comforting in any way or form and i get that but at the very least with maddie you can afford that it could it might actually just be stockholm syndrome like she might genuinely not know anything else and she can't imagine anything else you know um and also nate is like you know you've heard and all the stories and read you know trigger warning abuse um but we we always hear these stories of how these people come and shower you with gifts and then they do this and they do that and then they give you what you think you so you wanted so bad so much that you you can potentially forget all the bad that they put you through like even as much as she was coming from a bad place 
um, or a self-serving place. Cassie wasn't wrong in saying, but you deserve this, you deserve this, you deserve this, you deserve that. Like every time you're with Nate, it's always this, it's always that. Even on her birthday, the happiness was so short-lived after the gift that again, there was something else. But with Cassie, I'm like, you watched your best friend go through all of this stuff with this man. Why do you feel like you're going to be the exception? Number one. Number two, Nate's literally now showing you that he doesn't care a damn. Like he does not give a flying fuck. Not a single one. Not a single one. He actually hates you. And I think the reason why I'm probably leaning towards Maddie versus Cassie is probably because that was her boyfriend. Like no matter how you want to cut it, that was her boyfriend. And even though Cassie is in her head like, oh, they were broken up for three weeks and three days. At the end of the day, that was your friend's man. Like, you know how she feels. You know how I feel. You know I'm trying to work it out with him. And you are there. You shag (laughs) shag him. And then you hide. Now, you know, that bathroom scene, I was clutching the pearls. I I thought she's done. She's doomed. She's doomed. Shook panicking like the and then you know the one time I was like yes was when the toilet when she threw the towel and and I'm like "Uh, uh, when when you're in the gutter that's what happens when you're in the gutter you get treated like you're in the gutter because not not too much on that girl Mm, not too much we was in the hallway with this girl we was toxic with this girl we were seeking Amy with this girl not too much no and that but that's you hit the nail on the head again this is why for me it just makes more sense to root for maddie she's still terrible vibes she's also not helping herself but like you said at the end of the day that was her man this babe not only are you chucking everything friendship sense logic common sense everything out the window for a man that hates you that man was your best friend first. It's, it's not even just your classmate. You're just a regular, your, your best friend. And I think to me, episode four was wilder because when you're seeing everything in the scrapbook and all the different scenes like that she's doing all these things and you can see that in Maddie's eyes, yes, they may have this love-hate relationship, but to some extent, that's my bestie, that's my bestie, that's my baby. Like a lot of the things, Cassie is there for those monumental moments. So when that little like montage was thing, I was like, Cassie, 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 Cassie. And it's the fact that each time she wants to be so dev, like she wants to be so devastated, guys. She's crying for 40 days and 40 nights. She's weeping. Even Jesus didn't weep like that. Ah! Did you see her in the bathroom? With the- <laughs> Never. <laughs> in the hot tub. Girl, what? You can't help but feel sorry for Cassie. That Cassie, you see how this man is treated. Because there's no way in hell Nate is gonna treat Cassie better than he does Maddie. So why are you why are you signing up for this? You are waking up at 4 a.m. to look good for this man. Three hours and he's walking past you like you didn't do anything. Walking past you. The one time he noticed you, it was because you dressed like his girlfriend. That is sick. That is sick. That is the definition of sickness. The moment she had to start dressing, no, honestly, because the moment she started dressing like Maddie, she had lost. You've you've lost. Like you've lost. Hey, sorry. Yeah, we we see. Hello. Hello. 
Ubisite. You have wished. Sorry. You have wished. Like you have flopped. You know, she wished. She, she's in a flop era. And you know what's crazy? Um, there was a scene where she and Nate had that shouting match. And she was trying to tell Nate that she's basically crazier. And she goes, but in my head, I'm like, okay, she's found sense. She's going to mm, back to Mary's birthday. Hey, 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 ah, ah. But even Girl, when you see yourself getting, going to like that extent, you're saying, oh, you think, I'm, you think she's crazy? I'm crazy. What are you fighting for? What are you actually fighting for? This guy who has who basically has a girlfriend he has a girlfriend he's still going to her birthday motives he like birthday motive knowing that you're going to be there and he's airing you while you're there he's keeping tabs on her he's trying to make sure that she's not you know hooking up with anybody else that's that's your king that's your king do you know what it is for nate to be right like for nate to tell you that's not something to be proud of and he's right you and guys make excuses for the wrong people. <laughs> and one thing about that guy, he's not right about a lot, but he was right about that. You know what I'm saying? That's scary. Yo, but that guy's a ba- you know, bastard. A G- when he asked Maddie, did she always like S-T-A-R-D. Bastard. Ba- ba- he said, did she always like this? I said, oh. Let's see, let's see. Are you sure? No, no. And I saw you, I'm tweeting how while you're questioning does nate even have a redeemable quality no like there's nothing you can say oh at least he oh at least nothing it's just wrong wrong loud wrong wrong wrong, loud like there's nothing right about that man but you know what which makes sense considering the environment he grew up in his dad obviously had frustration even if you don't take into account him watching the sex tapes that his dad would make but just his dad must have the dad's frustrations must have manifested into his kids being messed up because how is that going to be a happy home if the mom falling pregnant ruined it ruined his chance of being with his babes and he was he was right or die for that man he looked like you could see that that moment was a long time coming and you remember one thing i clocked you remember he didn't want to get up after you know the dad called him for dinner I think it was because the meat was meeting. Like the meat was. That's what I think because did yeah. you see in the scene? Um, even Derek when he got up, he grabbed his bag and he was holding it like this. He doesn't hold the bag freely. I remember I went back to watch it again. He literally grabbed the bag and held it like this. And I think um, Cal's dad knew that here. Because he, he I, don't, I don't think he knocked. I don't think he knocked. I think he just. <clears throat> He yeah, in, and like, because he was trying to, he was perp- definitely trying to make sure he caught something because he knew that here something is wrong. Even when he said, "You, it's time to go," then he said, "When I let's go," he said, "I'm not ready to stand up." The dinner's ready. So but you were fine. You, you were fine when I walked in. So what's that about? That definitely knew, and I definitely think it was because of the meat. He, so, even the way like, uh, it was also clear like the from from the first time i saw the stairs in the locker room i was like he's in love but i just wasn't sure if it was going to be the same yeah. way because every single time cow would be the one staring it, but obviously for a brief moment i was just like oh like this is what from I his i think in my head i didn't i didn't worry about it being reciprocated because with in with 
why do I keep calling it insecure with euphoria the the narrators are have their own bias Rue has her own bias on how she tells what's happening with her and Jules um same I think I was my thought process with Cal I'm like "Mm -mm, there's no way this is actually happening like the, the the longing the longing stares I'm like I don't think I think probably if were to watch it independently and just watch the two of them it would probably just be and then like and you wouldn't think of it just looking at my friend you know so when it finally happened and it was reciprocated I was like not me rooting for this man not me rooting for this about like tv shows and movies and stuff we have the exact same thing with adam on season three of sex education like sometimes these writers be so damn good man so good but you're damn good too. <laughs> damn good at it. <laughs> like, yeah, such a I feel like every week we say this. Just what the fuck I was talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I was watching and I said, oh my gosh, like, oh no, no wonder he's so sad and angry. Like, oh, I like, no. The morning of when I heard that phone call, I was even thinking, Kaka, did somebody see them? I thought somebody they- died. I'm like, I think he died. I worried worried he had died. Oh, okay, cool. Mm, What's his name? Derek. I worried that maybe Derek had died or that I thought the problem was going to be with Derek. I didn't think the problem would all be on Cal. Like, so I was worried, oh no, maybe Derek died or Derek got someone pregnant. And it's like, oh, my heart. And did you, you have, we take a test, take another one. It's like, I took three, took three. And you can hear it. You can literally, you know, when you have the lump in your throat when you're about to cry. He's like, no, please, because then it meant he could not explore whatever that was. And I, in my head, when I saw the, when I saw how that played out, I thought, part of me wants to see what happened with Derek, where Derek ended up, and I hope that he was in, ended up in a queer relationship and did his best life. But also, I think there's a beauty in, you know what certain things start and end and I'm just not going to get the closure I want that I now have to pick up the pieces and move on for myself that I'm not going to hear from this person again I think it would be too too on the nose for Cal and Derek to talk and you know discover rediscover themselves and hook up in their you know old age you know because you never know maybe Derek Lane decided to get married to a woman I was actually gonna that's actually what I was gonna say like given that like the time that they were growing up in and stuff um even if you want to say like it's set in modern 2020s or whatever still with our parents generation a lot of that time you know you couldn't do that it wasn't as open and I can imagine maybe certain smaller towns that aren't as metropolitan and he as, went, didn't he go to the bar place no, 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 I mean like where they, because isn't it they were gonna go to uni? Yeah. Cal was gonna go somewhere out west, and then the, uh, and then Derek was gonna go to Duke. I don't know where Duke is, but I imagine it was giving me that these are two different places. Hold on. Yeah, two different places. Yeah. But I was gonna say that um even Ooh, if North he had gone to a bigger city, um or bigger state or whatever, the fact remains that at that time you probably it just still wasn't as easy. You know, I can't if he had gone to like New York, you know, New York loves the gays. I mean, obviously it wasn't always loving the gays, but you know, he may have gone to somewhere where there was a bit more of a queer friendly space where he could have done his little thing. You know, you don't know. It's possible. Because you know why I was feeling like that wouldn't, or let me not say it would be interesting to me if they did it that way, is that 
I imagine it being like, oh, imagine wherever he went, he still ended up being with the woman. Because obviously throughout the time together, they were still both kind of just sleeping with women, kind of whatever, masking this up or maybe feeling like it's not reciprocated. And then it would be interesting if he went off to get married, had kids. Cal's now finally found the courage to leave his family or whatever. But for Derek, it's like, hold on now. Not too much. (laughs) It's been 25 years. You had a, um, two kids, you ended up marrying this, this babe or whatever. What are you on about? Do you know what I mean? And I think that was actually quite um, interesting about the scene with, with, with Cal when he was basically going off because like he was saying, their mom wasn't shocked. And do you remember the scene where um, Derek is angry because Cal is about how much he loves um, giving head or whatever and then it pisses him off and they're wrestling and then that whole scene happened and you can see the babe in the midnight like, that girl is like mm-hmm. and i don't know who she is i you know what i thought when in the beginning i thought that was um nate's mom i'm like oh that's who ended up being nate's mom and then it's like no he started dating this girl and they were sleeping to and then i realized it's not her but the girl the whole time kept looking at these guys every time they would play the do wrestling she'd look at him and go like sure? I can I, like y'all know a couple. Y'all, sure. y'all, y'all don't wanna bang each other. Mm? Sure. Because you could see that mm, here there's something the more, was back. But it was so 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 well done that you ended up feeling sorry for Cal that he ended yeah. up in the situation he did. But I think um these past you see episode three and episode four chef's kiss i hope yeah. i think i hope um nate's dad i hope he gets like a, a nomination for something because the way he's acted uh, the, you know him and zendaya zendaya they be acting their fucking asses off there's a scene in episode four where Ru, it's when they've dropped her back home and she takes now more drugs and she did this like eye to she thing with her eye when it started being all light in the room and it was the one eye. I said, no. You've this, said this before. That you Emmy. No. You've done <laughs> it before. You, the crack pipe. You, you've touched it before. You've touched narcotics before. You, you know, have. you're a bit too on the nose with these, with these actions, the hand movement. I mean, I've never seen nobody do hard drugs, but. <laughs> it sure looks like that to me. To me, in my humble opinion, um, a third I, I was going to add to your list was um, Ali. I think Ali is a really good actor. Oh, Ali is an amazing actor. Him as well. I don't know if it's more what they write for him to say or him or a combination of the two. But for some reason, whatever he says, I'm just like, yes. I think it's both. He, he, he has this thing where... I can't imagine if another actor had the same monologue or the same lines would come out the same. Like it really come, you know, when someone walks into the room and they say this person commands the attention in the room, but like with Ali, it's the scenes that he's in with, um, with Rue, especially in Rue's episode. Even when he was on the phone with his kids after explaining like the whole situation with his kids and what he's done in the past, even in this episode, is it episode four or three? It's three. When um they had that fight after the meeting, and Rue's even like, "What are you gonna do? Hit me?" Yee! And that scene, they 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 <laughs> ping pong off each other very well, 
And I think the last person I felt like this about where I was like, this person, this role could not have been acted by anyone else was, it was Viola Davis in some, I forgot what it was, but you know, Viola Davis, when you see her in a role, you're like, yeah, no one else could have done this. That's how I feel about Ali. No one else could do what he does. Facts. No, I, I agree about Ali. I agree. I still maintain Zendaya that Emmy's well deserved. And I also agree episode three and four. Calcium, no. He came back from that bar and he said, Kilibatla one by one. I have a drag for each and every one of you. And, re, and re, re. We're forgetting one other person, Cassie as well. Cassie's spiral. That's true. I have just been like obviously it, 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 it's bad of me to say I've been enjoying watching Cassie spiral but just her <laughs> descent from being okay to now total you know meltdown I agree especially the more she drank in this episode when I saw her come down in a little pink and she was now I said yeah no, honestly you know what when she eyed that bikini I said it's not going to end well it's <laughs> going to end well it, never, it hardly ever does because nobody and even in the hot tub I definitely thought she was about when she was weeping and crying I'm sorry Maddie I'm so I thought she was gonna just have verbal diarrhea and just say no I thought about it but then I'm like you know what I think you know when you have a seat you know when you have a secret and you're but and you have an apology and you're making an apology you're apologizing for this and you're apologizing for the thing the person doesn't know but it looks like she's apologizing for someone else in here. Why is she mm-hmm. apologizing? Like, I don't know if it's going to click in Maddie's head. Like, why is she apologizing so much? But then again, she did puke on her. But it's like, this you girl apologizing for what she did to The you. person's going to clock the most, or if the first person's going to be Lexi. Because Lexi's been onto this babe for time. Be like, what is happening? You're waking up at four, you're getting ready for three hours. You've been acting really peculiar. And even in the other scenes where she's unraveling, Lexi's always the one behind the window watching. What's happening? I don't one? think Lexi's going to be the one to figure it out. You know why? I think, I think her play is going to help everyone figure it out. I think someone like they're gonna be watching it and then at some point someone's gonna be like wait that's is me. this Cassie? is that maddie and, like, and then it's oh, and then it's like wait is that nate but then why why are nate and why are nate and cassie always in the wait are you get and then it's gonna be like and then but i don't who, think, but like lexi i don't think lexi has seen I nate all the characters have little bits of information that if they sat together and said oh. Because remember, Rue saw them. Rue saw, actually, yeah. she didn't see them. She saw Cassie running into a truck. She didn't the see truck. who it was, but I mean, she could have made the deduction. She probably knows that Thingy's truck as well. But also, she's high out of her mind. So she's not the person, she's not the girl you think she is. So she's not the person who's going to figure out and sit and go, wait, why is Cassie going into that truck? So if all the characters just sat together and put the information that they know, they the know like some about the mapping, right? Someone ain't doing the math right. <laughs> if they just, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to see that happen. I know it's happening this season. Like, if it's too messy for it not to happen this season, but it's definitely going to happen this season. No, that's one thing about Euphoria. They will show you a penis. They will they'll show you a dress. They'll show you a penis. They don't oh. have any shame about showing you a penis, Shem. They will say, You want to see a penis? 
Just... It doesn't matter the shape, the size, the shape. I'm like, this is too much. Like your wife mix in DG too. Your and they will zoom in. Why? They'll have they'll have they will have a white penis in your face while watching. And it's always wiped pubes. <sighs> too much. I want like like you know when you're just like I'm not in your mood. I'm actually not in your mood right now. It's me. That's me. It, me. I am Mariah. I am the one who does not like that. Um, but I think have uh, is there anything else to cover on insecure? What the hell is insecure? You just see HBO book with the insecure. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, something I found interesting is that the entire time Cal was doing gratatatatata, and he said, you know, um, his biggest regret in life is da da da, and then he he points and he says to me, actually you're my biggest regret and I remember writing I'm like hmm I wonder why like how come he hates Nate so bad until he got to like the end and he was basically saying how you know I'm so sorry that me being this way I fucked you up like I fucked you up with my virtue and that makes sense I'm like the way he's always so he's always been so aggressive and like the anger and vim that he has for Nate is is here but I think he looks at me and he just sees a reflection of him. I made this person so messed up. Like I fucked this person's life up and they were screwed. And it showed in that episode when um, Fizz was talking about how, damn, so like you and your son is me fucking the same girl. And he was like, huh? The same girl? And he said, excuse me, I'm confused. It's like, no, I'm confused. I am so, confused. I'm confused. And he's like, and that's why he goes on about how the whole entire life is a secret. Like none of us know anything. And I'm sure because who you are. They're sometimes downstairs hearing Nate meeting Cassie like this. Tomorrow, Maddie's here. They know that Cassie and Maddie, best friends. Now not their business. You're in love with Jules. No, but that's why I'm no no, but that's why he's like, you don't I'm I rage, but I don't know who this man is. But also, some families are crazy as hell. You schmeeting in your parents' house, they can hear yeah, you. Just upstairs and said, wow. I miss being a teenager. And I miss being a teenager. Oh no, I miss being in high school. These people. Don't say it. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm anybody's I'ma cut that. I'ma cut that. I'm cut that. <laughs> no, but it is though. Don't even try it. Don't I ain't say I ain't say race. Try it. Don't even try it. Um no, but I do agree. It's quite odd that that was just the reaction. And that, at the end of the day, it, they're even saying high school. And I'm like, it's crazy how maybe different parts of the world or different communities or whatever, that's, it's so normalized. Like, it's just like, oh, I miss high school. But I think at first, when I first heard about Euphoria and like I wasn't watching the first season, I did agree with a lot of people that it is a bit graphic and a bit fictional feeling about you know how high how high schoolers can have a life like that but you know what if I think about the things that were happening maybe you know what year was I year nine year ten the things that were happening then um, I kind it's of I kind of it's not that not yes there is some embellishments you know no one was consorting with drug de- like whole but drug you know even just while you're saying that there's a babe in America and she is, you know, um, Quinn, she's like an internet personality, Quinn Blackwell. Mm, 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 mm. 
yes she was making a tiktok and she was like bro i keep seeing all these people tweeting about how this is so unrealistic for high school whatever and she was like she went to a predominantly like white private school um in whatever area she grew up in and she was like this was literally the shit like people and kids would be smoking random things not only just drugs like random actual medication random things passing out on the table in class like this a lot of the teachers wouldn't necessarily do anything about it because i'm here to get paid i'm here for work i have so much going on i just need to do this and get out okay what are you doing in your free time okay cool i ain't seen nothing i'm not about to do because if i report this there's a whole process to follow next thing police are questioning me about what i see what i don't have the time for it and she was like it was it was genuinely a thing a lot of people's parents also knew about their kids underage drinking having these parties when they're away wherever wherever so i think sometimes as a viewer you have to try your best like okay some things like you said maybe embellishments but for the most part a lot of things is somebody else's reality and i think there's been a there's been some people been like euphoria is possible even some some of the things i hear from my friends here who went to certain schools or certain unis i don't think it's that far-fetched and even think of what we're saying this the, the schools we went to it's not that far-fetched but like you said maybe the main thing would probably be okay no one is messing with hardcore drugs but even then um there's somebody i was speaking to like a whole old high school friend and they live in gaps and they were saying that even now in gaps like drug use is on the high but like narcotics and hardcore drugs like meth cocaine like it's not just people just smoking weed or whatever like it's on the rise so i think to us it probably seems far-fetched because maybe at the time that we were in high school and maybe the places we went to high school the certain the specific schools we went to it could never ever 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 run um but i still do also agree that there is an element of this is a little bit too graphic for high school like you you could have left that out yeah yeah um i mean i'm not going to go into too much detail about what i know you know and what i've seen but i think it's if they took all the most extreme stories i ever heard if they took the most extreme if they took all of ours everyone's most extreme stories then that would probably be euphoria you know um you know they were you know underage what 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 they were you know, underage drinking, you know, all them things. <laughs> um, so it's not that crazy as a concept. So I'm not, you know, in the, of the opinion that, you know, it's just out of reality, you know. But um, all in all, I'm really excited to see what happens next. That trailer of what happens confused the living daylights out of me. It gave me nothing. So, it gave me nothing, but, you know. And this is why I was saying to you, I'm actually really... Um, I'm looking to find like a, a euphoria equivalent of a wind down because there's just too much that I walk away feeling like, what was that? Like, what happened? Like, what is going on? No, and I absolutely cannot keep feeling like this. I don't like it. I like to know that, 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 that. This is what happened. This is what they meant by this. I probably missed this, but here's an explanation for that. And da 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 da. Okay. Um... But I think those are probably all of our thoughts on um, Euphoria this week. And we're excited to have you on this journey for the rest of the season, at least, um, of season two of Euphoria. On a much, much lighter note, Miami, 
um, the Hamptons 2.0, the saga continues. I mean, I thought this was a much slower episode, but I think in thinking about saying it, like while I say it, I think they have this thing of having a dramatic episode and then like a bit of a filler, a much slower episode. It, it ebbs and flows, which I think is good. I don't think I could handle. I mean, actually I could. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City every week is... Ah, 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 ah. Every week there's something to talk about after Salt Lake City. <laughs> But we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> but I think with Miami, because this is probably a much more organic friend group than um, Real Housewives of um, Salt Lake City. Because Salt Lake City, those women were never friends. They've taken it literally you, 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 you. Come with me. We're making a show. Whereas um, Real Housewives of Miami is based off of a singular friend group that involves Lhasa, um, Lhasa, Alexia, Marisol, and Adriana. And yeah, maybe you can argue about the additions, but at least I think those casts where you're based off a friend group, there's only so far the drama can go. Like, because at the end of the day, this is my friend. I'm just arguing with a friend. Whereas maybe Atlanta or Beverly Hills, we weren't really friends. So I'm really going to take it there and I'm going to tell you to go to hell. If I want to tell you to go to hell, I will do that. Trust me. I don't know. I get what you mean. I think the 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 cool thing that I've seen so far with um Real Housewives of Miami is like you said, as much as this was even a slower episode, they still give enough. I feel like with some of the other franchises, when it's a filler episode, fine, even with Miami, you're able to pick out or select, okay, this one is the filler episode. But with other franchises, I feel like it's like, okay, you're like. And I can imagine if you're reviewing or writing down your notes to come and talk about it or even just to reflect on it, that specific episode will feel like such a drag. Whereas in Miami, even their filler episodes really feels like, wow, okay, some enough happened in an episode for you to not be like, oh, that was a bit of a drag. Um, but I definitely agree that obviously by virtue of people being friends as well, it will limit, um, you know, maybe the fighting and the exchanges and stuff um and i can't lie even the people that are the new additions and stuff the fighting can only go so long you know um in this cast you don't have people like even as bad vibes as adriana is she's gonna let it go you don't have a marlo who you're like she will she will not stop you know what i mean you don't have a kenya who she will not stop she wants to get the last word or twirl or say something you know you don't get you don't have people like candace who she's gonna go to the bottom first before she stops or Chris will literally have to drag her away from the scene to stop her. So it, it, it will obviously limit the exchanges, but I do think each of the members, whether they're the OGs, the newer additions, they have enough um, storylines and stuff. And even sometimes when it's just good time and banter or whatever, it's enough to not feel like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? So I really enjoy that a lot about Miami. So even that being said, this week, I wasn't bored. Like it was a slower one, but I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, okay, wrap this up. And I think they tried to balance between the serious, same with in Euphoria. They tried to balance between the serious and the funny. So in, on, in terms of the serious, um, Gerdy's charity, I mean, Gerdy's charity is clear. It's very close to her heart because obviously that was her brother and his kids and it meant... He meant, he obviously meant the world to her. Those kids were very young. I don't even think they look like they were 
above the age of five or six. Um, that was very, it's a very, very personal storyline. And I'm invested to, you know, hear how it goes and, you know, what her thinking is in terms of donating and like raising funds back for people back in Haiti. But also going on to like the lighter, it's nice to see like just those WTF moments, like when Juliana got on one knee for Adriana, I was like, wait, I was just as, I don't know if I was just as confused or if not more as the cast. I'm like, what? the hell Lisa Gertie and I think Nicole especially Lisa Lisa probably had the she was probably the most shocked like if you saw the confusion on Miss Mama's face like huh what huh and and yo guys that day Julia was blown like you know they say faded that lady was faded Ah! as in like drunk Yes, even on that specific dinner scene, she orders a drink, and Adriana's even like, geez, another one? Her co-sign partner literally said, another one, you sure? But I think with a lot of these cats, these women can drink. I think Brutal House of the Potomac, you know they know their way around a fireball, a bottle of fireball. Like, these women, I don't know what it is about them, but for some reason, they can all drink. They really can hold their ground. Like, um, Nicole said, um, the Mexicans are good with tequila. The Russians are good with vodka. So it's like, okay, like I want to see, I want to see your way around. I didn't get the whole gherkin thing. I think unless it's like the salt, like I imagine it replaces the salt of like maybe a tequila shot. That is like, yeah. I tried, I tried to, you know, copy the breathe out, like breathe out, and then th- I imagine you can't taste something. I imagine you just. You just suck it down and then... Take it back and you just taste gherkin maybe or just yeah. salt. Mm. It's like taking a tequila shot and then having the lime. But um, it's fun. I love seeing, you know, women just having fun, drinking, having like, act, not acting a fool, but just, you know, letting loose. Because obviously a lot of them, them are like, you know, super professional. They're doing big things at work or, you know, they are in charge of like huge households or their husbands have stressful careers it's just nice to see them unwind and do their thing and look fabulous while doing it I may not be like the biggest fan of um Marisol but she's still you know she's I I realize she is still pretty entertaining that's true um I really really am enjoying the the looks and the fashion on the show I'm not gonna cap um, I think once in a while, maybe one or two cast members maybe don't live up to like the standard, but it's really, it's Adriana, nothing. You're talking, about, you're talking about Adriana. Yes, but it's still nothing that you'll be like, like everyone else shows up enough to make you forget Who that. Up? Even Marisol, like, no, they've been giving looks on these trips. So I've been enjoying that. And I think that's just them in general. As every single week I've written down hmm, this cast can dress, hmm, this cast looks good. And that's, that's, that, that's really nice to see. Can First we just have a moment for Kiki's body? And I saw the fake humble shit she was doing. I'm like, no, no, not on, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Because you are smoking these girls, like, like they don't got nothing on you. And she's like, oh, no, don't say, and I, and I imagine... You know she's trying to be humble, but girl, you've got it. Flaunt it. If 
if Lisa had a Birkin, she would flaunt it. If Adriana had that, she would flaunt it. So don't back down. Everybody there would be flaunting it as well. And I think I love that for her as well that she doesn't exercise because she was like, I don't really work out, but I bought workout clothes. And I was like, mm. uh, those were not workout clothes. She had like sweats. Like I would, I would. No, that's what she said. I get it. That I bought. Hi, friend. You're telling me you looked at that outfit and thought. Hmm, no, out. I knew, but but that even shows you that she doesn't work out because most people work out, especially the women on the show. They have a good workout at outfit. Even Lisa Shane, bless her, she looks so funny trying to box. But even she has a you workout can, outfit. You, you can, can tell. tell. You know, like she, she has it in her routine. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go to this. Kiki's just genetics and vibes, and I really love that for her. I. Absolutely love that for her, but I will say in this episode, I'm gonna start with Lassa. I just feel like she needs to shine her eye. I feel like I said what? this last week, and I think she needs to say it again because I'm, I'm I need to say it again because Lassa was quite quick to defend Marisol, and obviously she was like one thing about Marisol. Marisol's not a liar, but one thing that did stand out to me was. When she was asked by Lassa, okay, who said what? And she was just like, oh, no, no, no I don't remember. But anyway, da, da, da. and you know, it's different when somebody generally doesn't remember, like, who did she say that to? Like, who did Nicole say that to? And mm. you might maybe don't remember, but you wouldn't be so quick to want to skip past the fact that you don't remember. To me, I've always said, if somebody comes bringing you stuff and you ask them about receipts and they either say they don't know or they're quick to dismiss it and they're doing that whole, oh, no, no, but trust me. I don't know who said this, but trust me. I don't know where this information came from, but trust me, no. I so, for sources, you, trust me. Sources, no, 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 I need to know. And you can't just say, well, she said it to someone. Who's that someone? I don't remember. No, babes. That's, that's not how this works. And I also think that someone who, and I said this last week, if she was genuine about warning her friend about who Nicole is, this would have been said a long time ago. The first time Nicole defended Lassa at Lassa's sleepover party thing, Marisol could have pulled her aside and be like, check this babe out because you don't know that she was saying ABCDEFG. Pardon me. She was saying all these things about you, saying that you're a hooker. She doesn't want to be associated with you. Da, da, da. That would have been, I personally feel like if somebody was genuine and you were genuinely doing this whole, I just looking out for my friend and I want her to know who she's friends with. You would have done it then. You wouldn't have waited weeks to go by, waited for Nicole to aggravate you in some way. And then, oh, now I just want to warn my friend about who Nicole is. That's not how this works. If I actually care about you and I want to warn you about someone, I shouldn't wait for that person to aggravate me, for me to come and say, by the way, you need to be careful about that. Because if I actually cared about you, I would have said it the first time. I'm like, mm, do they know who this babe is? I don't think they do. That's why I'm like, she needs to be careful about being so quick to defend Marisol. And I do get it, obviously. She's known Marisol longer. So you're not going to necessarily maybe doubt the person you've known the longest. But I always say in any situation, you just kind of want to be sure that you're leaving room for doubt. You know, there's this Shana saying that you say Muna which means you can ever, you can never deny the fact that someone is capable of something. Whether that person is your bestie, your family member, someone you've known from day one, you, you can never say, ah, this one, they would never do that to me. You can't do that. But I and think I also, go on. 
<laughs> no, no, but because I when you say her readiness to, to believe Marisol, I think comes from the fact that the OnlyFans situation is very sensitive, understandably so. So I think if she if if Marisol could have been Alexia, could have been Kiki, somebody else could have come in and said, that person said this about you and was pertaining to the OnlyFans, because those are comments that she has heard repeatedly, I don't think she's gonna doubt that that person said that or somebody said that. I think her anger comes from from the vibes I'm getting. I think. I'm getting the sense that she just has decided she doesn't like Nicole and now it's just hate on Nicole by any means possible. And so she's going to use this, I believe Marisol, Marisol doesn't lie. And it's a bit like, yeah, well, no one lies until they start lying. Like you can't, you can't say something like they don't lie. Okay. But that thing, it's a binary. Like a lot of these things are binaries. Like life, yes, life isn't a lot of binaries, but some things are binary. Are you a liar? Are you a murderer? Are you this? And you can only be that thing until you are not. So for her to now say, oh, Marisol doesn't lie. It's like, mm, I don't think you want to hear. You don't want to consider the possibility. Like at this point, you're refusing. The person has said, this person said this about you. And you're like, mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, listen to that so I think there could be a bit more of a concerted effort by Larsa to have a beef or to not be on good terms with Nicole and like you said it could literally be because of the OnlyFans comment and that she's unhappy with what was said about her because you know this may have been the last straw for her I'm not gonna hear it from these hoes every single time I'm around them um I will say um I really did enjoy I enjoyed, I realized this episode, I enjoyed Marisol a lot more. I don't know what it was, but I enjoyed Marisol a lot more than I normally do. And I think I'm ready to f- state this on the record and say Marisol should take Julia's mojito. Like we need girls, we need girls who are giving storyline and Marisol is actively stirring the pot. Yes, she's a friend, but I think she could add a bit more as a full-time housewife. Julia better watch her back because Marisol will snatch her mojito away. I wouldn't say I enjoyed Marisol. If anything, she 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 annoyed me. Annoyed is an understatement if I'm being very honest with you guys. But I can agree and maintain that she does deserve um, a mojito next season. Um, whether they bring her on as a new one or they take Julia out and they give one because apparently I think they usually accept number of ones. Right. They try to avoid having their their max is like six. They try to avoid having seven. The most okay. they've they've ever had is eight on the newest the new season of Beverly Hills that's coming out. They're gonna have eight wives. I don't know how we're gonna keep up with that. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. But like nonetheless, I do think she should because personally, this past episode and the one before. It definitely gave me the vibe that she's working for that mojito. She said, you want me to show up and show out. I also don't want to just me, me, remain a friend. So I'm going to do what I need to do. But I still, at the end of the day, didn't like a lot of her antics. I think, first of all, she's just annoying, number one. How are they going to ask you, where's your husband from? You don't know. And this is why Alexia probably did say that you just married that man. For whatever the reason Nicole said um, Alexia gave, allegedly. Because how do you not know where your man is from? how like that's weird but anyway what i really didn't enjoy about her antics um 
I think even both her and Alexia, it just gives so much mean girl vibes. And I get it, you're the OGs. I don't know if they feel like I bring more to the show than, or we bring more to the show than anybody else. Or we are, you know, with each um, franchise, you get like the people that are obviously the most like iconic or they've made the biggest impact on that specific franchise. And I don't know if obviously, Ju- not Julia, Alexia and Marisol feel like, the two of us really came up and we showed out for this franchise. So undoubtedly, we are the ones who obviously that we put Miami on the map, whatever. Um, but I it, it gave so much mean girl bully vibes because fine, Alexa, you can say that nothing anybody says is gonna um make you and Marisol have a fight or whatever. But the thing is, you're out of nowhere. First of all. Nicole said, I want to leave this alone. Let's just enjoy tonight. Let's leave it alone. Marisol was literally taunting her, taunting her, taunting her, taunting her, taunting her, taunting her. And I think it's really nasty and immature anyway um, for someone to be talking and you're doing that. <laughs> and then you and your friend are now cackling. And I 100% guarantee Marisol, I can't say anything for her. Alexia, especially who gets worked up by the smallest things. If somebody else was doing that to her, she would not have liked it. If it was someone who was her friend and she was not at odds with, she wouldn't have liked it. And she would have said something about somebody doing that. But because it's Nicole and because in that present time, you have an issue with her one, two, she also has an issue with your best friend. You're laughing along, you're letting it slide. You're even there laughing with Alexa saying she's so dramatic. <laughs> I don't like that. Especially Alexa, who cries at the drop of a pin, Alexa will be in tears, guys. So I don't think it's fair for her to sit there and co-sign it, even though she was she was upset at Nicole and she said, I felt like you kind of tried to put me in it um, when Marisol was kind of coming for you. Fine, fair, valid. My problem is you didn't say to Marisol, you're, you didn't have the same energy for Marisol by saying, oh, you said something with the intention of starting a fight. Now when Nicole does it all of a sudden, why are you doing that? That's not nice. You definitely said this with the intention of starting a fight. Hello? When Marisol came to the table and said, let's play a game, it was literally to start a fight. And she wanted to see everything, napkins, cutlery, flying, whatever. She wanted to see chaos. So the fact that you don't have that same energy with your friend, that's annoying. And this goes back to the point you made last week that, fine, you may actually be friends with someone and obviously you're going to prioritize that over your castmates, but you end up looking like a fool because of this blind loyalty you have to your friend. Because there's just no way in the same episode you're going to, say you have a problem with Nicole doing something that your best friend did and you didn't have that energy for them that doesn't make sense to me I also think um like I said with Marisol I really get that she you know she really wants to make sure she has a mojito she has a main storyline next season apart from just being um a friend but come on like I just think there are better ways to do it everything else she was saying you know, in between her little side commentary, her looks, even her having come with the tea initially and having a conversation with Lassa, that was enough. The scene at the table, it didn't need to go that far, especially the taunting when you're like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. it's like, okay, you're taking it too far. I know maybe the producers came all of you and told you guys come to work, but chill, you've done enough. You've definitely worked for your spot. I don't think there's any one of us who doubt the fact, like, whether you like her or not, there's none of us who doubt the fact that she deserves a mojito. Nowhere to draw the line. And also, grow up. Like, there's no, why are you acting like a child? That doesn't make sense. Especially given that Nicole was literally the very person who said, 
tonight is not about this. I'm trying to leave this alone. Let's give it a rest. She tried to leave it alone. You came for it. You said, mm, mm, mm. she's saying, bro, leave it alone. I don't want to, you want to do everything in your power to get a reaction. And I think it was nasty that when you not get a reaction, you're still antagonizing and taunting her and laughing with Alexia. That wasn't nice. Because if it's now Alexia, she will be heated, fuming, failing to get the words out from anger. But somebody else, it's fine. Mm-mm. Yeah, but those are like, you know, the double standards that are, you know, trademarked to this show. You know, they'll now come in, say, oh, you know, you can't talk about this because, you know, this, you know, my life is so difficult these days with planning my wedding. And it's like, yeah, but you weren't thinking about that when you started chatting shit about me, were you? Um, I think, um, yeah, definitely Nicole, Alexia, Nicole, Alexia, and Gertie, I think personally, in terms of bringing it, have brought it as full-time, like the full-time housewives. I think, though I love Lisa, I love, love, like I've always said, I love, love, love Lisa. She kind of fades into the background. And while, you know, it's okay, we can have, you know, people who don't really do as much it's not that nice to watch um i hope she can she looks like she's going to be involved in a lot of the drama you know for the rest of the season like that argument she is going to have with adriana where adriana says you're the queen bee and you know you need to do so clearly she shows up sometimes but i think i'm going to need a little more consistency you know a little more not just lisa answering to people but lisa also you know stirring the pot like not even being messy but just being more active don't let the show happen around you and then every once in a while you're like like show up to work girl like work for your check work for that mojito because they're snatching girls mojitos these days like marisol is coming after somebody's mojito and i don't want it to be you facts big facts i agree that's our queen love her but yeah she does fade into the background a little bit um and i think you know what sometimes it's life um, I'm always saying to people, like, even sometimes on a blog, that, like, it's not everyday life is going to be exciting. And it's not every year life is going to be exciting. And so, obviously, a lot of the stuff building up to Lisa and, um, you know, the fertility issues and then the children and stuff, um, I think that would have been probably her most dramatic phase you know, and now obviously she's a lot happier. They have what they wanted, but now their biggest issue is probably um, the whole storyline surrounding, you know, her husband feeling like she doesn't work or she doesn't do anything. But I can imagine with that much of your personal life being on the show, it probably would have also taken its toll on them as individuals, like away from the show that I can, I, I wouldn't fault um, any reservations she might have or any apprehension to come onto the show and bear all again given how much she you know shared but with that being said you know could that maybe then justify her maybe becoming a friend and not a wife because like you said we love her so much but there definitely is a lack of consistency in terms of when she shows up like at this point we commented on how um i think it would have been episode six when um you know she the first day when all of that stuff happened there's that and then like we said in episode nine she's obviously going to have the exchange with um adriana but if we think about it the course of the hamptons is basically gonna go over like three episodes or something and at this point um three or six i mean three or four 
either way at this point it can't just be that it's only the Hamptons when you're awake like we're going to need that at different points in the season there was more maybe following the Hamptons there might be more like for example we don't know where the situation with um Adrian is going to go and how much of an effect that's going to have on group dynamics after but if it's anything to go by what's been happening before people generally seem to get over things quickly even if uh, a two-two conversation is never really in depth so it's okay cool sorry sorry let's move on fine that's kind of what happens so if it's going to be like that chances are there's not going to be as much drama following that exchange but yeah i just hope that in whatever or however many episodes they have left of the season we get a little bit more or else i personally wouldn't be able to list five reasons as to why she should remain a wife and not become a friend. Because unfortunately, if she's faded into the background a little bit, she's kind of done what Kiki, what Marisol showed up. <laughs> so I can't even say what Marisol's doing. She's kind of done the same thing that Kiki's done, more or less. Same thing we're saying with Julia. She might end up being, because um, in this episode, she was saying how um, she's happy to be away. And this is why I said this last week, and you called me shady when I said there's not much to Julia apart from her wife, um, Adriana, her kids and her animals. And even in her confessional in this past episode, she was saying, you know, I'm really glad to be, I don't really, you know, get a chance to be away from my family and my animals. So it's nice to take a break. And I feel like Julia's entire storyline cannot just be my animals, Adriana, like being odd with Adriana every now and again, and then family, or, you know what I mean? Like, we literally don't see or know anything else beyond that about Julia. Um, so if they were to say, obviously, one person needs to be knocked down, we're going to pick Julia first. But if more people started coming into question, unfortunately, Lisa would end up falling into that category as well, whether we like it or not. True. Yeah, you make um, you make a compelling argument for, you know, who isn't working, who isn't showing up to work as much as they should. And definitely Lisa's not like I don't think Lisa is number one off the chopping block but if she doesn't bring it for the rest of the season or even at the reunion then her position is not a good one but you know I think I could forgive it because Bravo has forgiven people who have brought far less to the show in terms of fans opinions like we're always complaining about Robin we're always complaining about um, Candy and look at them they're thriving and there's no there's no, there's no indication that you know they are gonna be off the show anytime soon. So we could say whatever we want to say, whatever we want to say, do whatever we want to do. But at the end of the day, Bravo seems happy with these people. So I hope Lisa is one of those people where it's like that she's not going anywhere. Bravo is totally happy with her because I just love seeing. I just want to know more about her. Everything I could know about her, I want to know it. Like we've we've already expressed all of our love for Lisa. I read. <laughs> I really don't know if we can say any more, but I don't think so. Yeah. No, I agree. Those are all my thoughts and opinions for this week. Definitely excited to see where next week goes. I also hope that they keep Kiki um as a friend so that potentially in upcoming seasons she could then be considered as a wife. I think once she kind of gather or finds her way around and she's more familiar with the people a lot better, should I say, it'll be probably easier for her to let her guard down and show a lot more of herself. Um, but she still does fine. Like she's just herself. And I really like that about her. Even the conversation she was having with Nicole in the morning, like she's just herself. I think she fits in well. Um, so 
hopefully we get to see more of her so that eventually she could become a wife because I do think she's a very, very good match um, for the rest of the cast. But that's it for me. Um, yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't the longest episode. It wasn't, you know, the juiciest episode. Like we said, it was a filler. And um, we're looking forward more to see more of what the women get up to while this thing happens. And also that medical, that seemingly medical emergency i'm trying to find out who that was it looks like julia because i think i think julia's hungover bro because she was backing like i'm not even joking if you go back and watch the episode she drank a lot hangover enough to the point where they say they're going to get her take her to harvard no but sometimes okay maybe not hangover maybe alcohol poisoning because i've had friends in uni who had alcohol poisoning and you had to get taken to the hospital so they can pump pump it out of your system Okay, that one. Okay, I hear that one. Maybe not. Because she, guys, she drank. Maybe not hangover, yes, but she drank. And you know how we're always talking about how hangovers past a certain age are hell. Or, and that's us now. Can you imagine when you're getting older? Or even if it was alcohol poisoning at that age, it really must feel like the fucking pits. I, by, the, by that time, I hope to have done something different. Um, <laughs> and thrown in the towel. <laughs> and given up on Bev because at the at the at the current rate, yo, it's not looking cute, guys. It's really not. No, it's not cute. Because I think for me, what gave it away is it looked like it was her, and then we were talking about how she can't move, she's shaking. Because those are the same symptoms my friend had: the shakes, the throwing up, the shivering. I said, mm, it's giving a little alcohol poisoning, hangover, like in a very mild situation but yeah let's sort it out quickly i hope the shoot goes well um and you know given everything that's been happening i think it's an amazing decision that lasts on me to keep sophia elsewhere because this is just too much <laughs> that poor little girl would have been like who is my mom hanging around i mean granted if she wants to do the show now just probably like you like but um yeah. i don't know if you felt this way but hearing the way lasa loves her daughter it was really sweet but also i'm like like she really likes her daughter like she's like wow like her daughter is quite literally the apple of her eye like it's not enough to love her i want to be like she's like i want to be her i don't (laughs) love this girl i want to live under her skin like the excitement that like she gets every time she sees her, every time she FaceTimes her. She's like, oh my gosh, do you want anything? Do you want this? Oh, I just love you. You're just so gorgeous. And I'm like, uh, maybe it's because she only had, or before Sophia, she only had boys. So maybe she couldn't imagine having a daughter. And then her daughter came at the last minute and she was like, ah, finally. Yo, she loves that girl, man. It's cute. Very, very adorable. Um, but I think that's everything from me this week on Real Housewives of Miami, guys. That's it from me as well. Nothing else for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we always say, guys, don't forget to join the conversation. Talk to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to watch. If you want to come on this show, honestly, anything you want to let us know, let us have it. Um, at, we are r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d on both twitter and instagram and that's the hashtag we use so don't be afraid to slide in our dms honestly anything you want we can try to make an exception for you yes that's all it takes but until next week you guys bye bye